Hello and welcome to Science to the T. I'm Dr. Sky Smith and today we are talking all about, well, talking and how your brain forms words. This morning I'm sipping on a lavender earl grey and wow, I love how it's almost creamy on its own and the lavender isn't super overwhelming. Yum! So grab your favorite mug and let's learn all about why I lobe brains so much. Get it? Lobe instead of love? Because your brain has lobes. Okay, moving on. Today's paper was published just last week in the peer-reviewed journal called the New England Journal of Medicine by Dr. David Moses, Sean Metzger, Jesse Liu, and their colleagues from the University of California, San Francisco, and the University of California, Berkeley. These three authors contributed to the work equally, so that's why I mentioned all of them instead of just one author. Cool, right? In today's paper, the researchers developed a new technology that is capable of restoring the ability of paralyzed people who cannot speak to communicate. Say what? Anarthria, which is the loss of the ability to articulate speech, is a more severe form of dysarthria, which is a speech disorder that occurs when someone can't coordinate or control the muscles used for speaking. Anarthria can happen many different ways, including amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, which is ALS, cerebral palsy, Bell's palsy, Huntington's disease, Lyme disease, multiple sclerosis, stroke, certain infections, or even medication. The list kind of goes on. Sadly, according to a 2015 study published in the International Journal of Stroke, of 8,904 patients who experienced stroke, 69.5% of them developed dysarthria, and after three months of healing, 27% still experience this horrible impairment. Many people never recover. This means we need to find better ways for people to communicate. Now, you might be thinking, oh, but they can still write things, right? But what if they can't? What if the disease or the accident is so bad that they lose other bodily functions as well? We know this happens regularly with strokes. In this paper, researchers recruited a 36-year-old male participant who suffered a severe stroke at the age of 20 that left him with spastic quadriparesis and anarthria. Even after 15 years of quote-unquote healing, he was unable to speak or move correctly. He was able to vocalize grunts and moans, but unable to produce coherent speech. So since then, he was using a computer-based typing interface that was controlled by small head movements, though his typing speed was about 5 to 18 correct characters per minute. Characters, not words. So the phrase, hi, how are you, is 11 characters, not including spaces. This would take a minute or more to produce. Just imagine your only means of communication is that. This research is so important to help people's quality of life. So first, the researchers placed a neural implant on the sensory motor cortex of the left hemisphere of the participant's brain. This basically just means they put it on the left side of the brain in the sensory motor cortex area, which is important for speech. This implant was rectangular in shape. It was 6.7 centimeters long by 3.5 centimeters wide and 0.51 millimeters thick. The implant consisted of 128 disc-shaped electrodes that collect brain signals from the cortical regions known to be involved in speech processing. The implant was then connected to a digital link cable and then a computer. 
From here, the researchers developed a real-time sentence decoding processing system. This means the computer was decoding brain signals at the same time the participant was thinking. The researchers collected 22 hours of data from 9,800 trials of the participant practicing one word at a time from 48 sessions. They also collected 250 trials of sentence formation over seven sessions. So here, the researchers would display a word or a sentence for the participant to say. He would attempt to say the word on the screen, and the computer model they developed would translate these complex brain signals into meaningful words and sentences based off of probability. Then finally, the predicted sentence was displayed as feedback to the participant. This was all happening literally right as the participant was thinking of the words. Crazy, right? Using their new model of programming, they were able to accurately detect and translate 98% of single word attempts. When they didn't use their model, words were correct only 47% of the time. That's wild. When the participant attempted full sentences, they were still very successful. The researchers found that the error rate, so when things were wrong, went down from about 61% without the computer model to about 26% with it. The model was able to decode 12.5 words per minute correctly. That might not seem like much, but 12 full words is way more than 5 to 18 characters per minute. They also learned some new information based on the activity of the brain. They found that areas closer to the top of the brain were more involved in word classification, whereas closer to the bottom was more involved in speech detection performance. Pretty cool, right? Not only was this group able to decode human thoughts in real time, they also collected data on where this happens in the brain. What is even cooler is that the model they developed got better over time. This means that the more times that this experiment was performed, the better the software got at predicting what would be said. What if this electrode was there permanently and the participant was able to use this every day? It's hard not to imagine how much more freedom they would feel and how happy they would be to finally be able to communicate again. I really hope to see more papers like this one come out soon. And while this is by no means perfect and needs to be tested with more than just one person and they need to use more than just a list of 50 words, this work sounds super promising. So there you have it. Researchers were able to successfully translate brain signals from a person with anarthria into words and sentences that they could use to communicate. How cool. Yay! Thank you for listening to Science to the T. You can submit topic requests to science to the T at gmail.com or through direct message on Instagram at science to the T. Please rate or comment to help make this the best learning experience possible. Tune in for another terrific episode. <laughs>